Hello everyone, welcome to the Joking Dolphin Gaming Pod. I'm Mark and as always I'm joined by Matthew. Hello. And Nathan. Hello everybody. How are we doing? Not too bad. Jolly good? Yeah. Is that it? <laughs> I, I had some four pizza, living my best life. Can't complain at all. Living your worst life by the looks of that pizza, I'm sorry. <laughs> Not to say. It's crime against Italians. So. Yeah. Be right, they'll get over it. No, they won't. But shall we move on to news? Big news. Now we've purposely avoided we've purposely avoided this news for ever, but finally something's actually happened, so we're back to talking about it. Mm-hmm. So a California judge has ruled in favour of Microsoft after five days of testimony between them and the FTC, who sought to impose a preliminary junction on the deal of this Microsoft. Activision Blizzard deal, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm. So the ruling now paves the way for the acquisition to be closed before its deadline on July the 18th, I think. Yeah, that's right. I, believe. I mean, every, everyone's saying at 9am on Monday, this is going to be done. So before this podcast release releases, it'll be a done deal. Yes, because it is. The, yeah, because that date is the date of this pod releases. To, yeah. So who knows? Mm-hmm. Things could have completely changed by the time this comes out. It could, yep. be, it could be done deal. I've got a funny feeling it probably won't, though. I think it's going to drag drag its heels just a bit longer. It's got to, because if it doesn't go through by then, there'll be a nice $3 million in Bobby Kotek's pocket. Yeah, It'll like he needs more money. Did I say a million? I meant billion. Yeah. I thought I said billion. But anyway, yeah. There is I the think man. it's going to Got to. You think what, sorry? I think it's going to get pushed through. You think it's going to happen? Yeah. The, yeah. I, I don't think it is. Really? I think it's going to, I think it's going to drag on just a bit more. Yeah, I'm going to say it's, there's pretty much one domino left to fall, isn't there now? And that's the UK. Hmm. So, obviously, back in, was it April? They rejected it. Somewhat. Oh, yeah. But yeah, Microsoft yeah. could close the deal without their approval. But obviously, that leads to complications in our market. Mm-hmm. But since the court ruling, um, both Microsoft and the CMA have stated that they're entering further negotiations together before the legal court battle happens, which I think is due to commence on July 28th. Okay. And since this ruling as well, the FTC have also announced that they're going to appeal that decision. Because of course they are. But what? I don't see it getting overturned, but... Yeah, I think I I could be wrong. I think I read I read somewhere that um I think FTC's appeal got rejected. I could be wrong. Yeah, I think that. Well, fast yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I think I think really that happened late. yesterday. Like, have been literally nope, two hour gaps. Not, not happening. Can't appeal. Go away. <laughs> well, fair enough then. I stand corrected if, if that's the case. No. Yeah. Also, I was, uh, oh. God. Oh, I was I was just going to add for the um, CMA as well. Um, they've extended the deadline for his final decision to uh, August the 29th. Oh, plenty of time there. Dragging on. So, Dragging yeah. on. There's no end in sight, is there? Just when we thought we'd get into mm. the end game, they pull us back in yet again. Yeah, I, I've I've got a feeling that um, Mr. Uh, Mr. Bobby is going to get that free bill. <laughs> 
I bet he's just, he's eager for it to happen, isn't he? It was the oh, deal to happen, but it was this to pass first. Just so yeah. a bit more dough. Just, 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 just extend it a little longer. Yeah. And it? then, and then I'll bugger off. For my cool three billion. <laughs> well, just in regards to the CMA, I did uh, read on Bloomberg that uh, Microsoft are considering selling off some of the UK cloud gaming rights mm. in a bid yeah. to try and appease them. Yeah. In the okay. I don't know who they'd sell them to. Luna, PlayStation. I, I'm not sure who'd pick them up, to be honest. PlayStation. Can you imagine? <laughs> Apple, maybe. That was more pie in the sky than anything else. <laughs> yeah. But to be honest, I think the CMA are going to change their decision. Oh, of course they are. All Once they get the pockets greased enough, they'll be all right. Yeah. yeah. They don't want to be left out in the lurch. I admire the um, guts. Sure. I admire the guts though for going mm. against it, but. I just think it's inevitable. Yeah. I think the only body that could have stopped it was the FTC, and they, they failed, so it's going to happen, yeah. in it? Yeah, yeah. Cool. How long, has this been, how long has this been going on for now, actually? Like, I it feels a lot longer. <laughs> it feels uh, like 18 years. We, I can't remember. It's, it's, uh, it's been like a lifetime, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it feels like since the beginning of this pod. This has been the through thread, thread throughout all of it. No. A bit disappointing when it's It, it probably felt like yeah, it, but I think it's, it's been... No, that's what I'm saying. It feels like it has been. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I keep saying, we'll see where it goes, but <laughs> I don't... I, I just want the end. <laughs> so it's can, almost there. It's almost so we can just draw a line under it. <laughs> it's almost there. So, so until I find another decision, like, from Monday at nine o'clock, once we get the info through that it's done. Yeah, and this is all out of date. That's it. Yeah, we'll go back and we'll just delete the entire pod. Because <laughs> all this will be pointless now. Oh, anyway. Have we got any other news? Well, we had a um, EA Sports FC 24 reveal. Uh, did we have a we reveal? Had, we had an official reveal. Let's, let's, yeah. We'll, yeah. We had a live stream. Teaser reveal. <laughs> you know what? I really enjoyed it. It was it it was it was interesting. interesting. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he's, so it started out, didn't it, with uh, Andrew, Andrew, Wilson. Andrew Wilson? Yeah, the CEO yeah. of uh, EA. I don't like the man, I have to say. I but thought he came he, across quite likable. Oh no, he came on and started spouting his life story about how he loves football and all this, and I just didn't care. I did. I'm <laughs> proper invested. No. I'm buying Ultimate Edition now because of his story. He, that's all scripting that I did before. A bit like the games, just scripting. What, his life's a script? <laughs> yes. You didn't all really that work scripted. at that restaurant with 19 nationalities, did you? <laughs> <laughs> and then after he'd finished his gubbins, um, is it Cam Webber? Was that his name? Yeah. The president of EA Sports came on. And then they spoke about the EA Sports FC Futures project, which is quite good, I'd like to say. Putting ten yeah. million yeah, that, dollars that into quite... building pitches and initiatives—it's a good thing to do. Right. Yeah, so the partnering with football organisations and football icons, and to provide access to new and refurbished pitches, drills, and equipment. And apparently, some of these pitches will make it into the game. Oh, so they said. And uh, they've got a partnership with UEFA, making free training videos using in the in-game skills mode. I'm not quite sure what that is or how that works, but that's what they said. Curious. And then uh, the vice president of EA Sports FISA. Sorry, EA Sports. 
FC. Ooh. Can't use that word. And, <laughs> speaking, word speaking, speaking of which, they tried really hard not to say that word, didn't they? Yeah, definitely. I was, I was waiting tell. for someone to slip and say <laughs> it back to them. Do you know what? I, I'm good, spoiler alert, Erling well, Haaland comes in at the end wearing green pyjamas, but yes. I thought he was going to say it. Yeah, yeah, I thought he was going to say it. But we'll get on to that. But then uh, this David Jackson came on and he he just started showing off these random like trophies. Yeah. So Alex Scott oh. comes out. Yeah, Alex Scott as well. You for Women's Champions League winner. And they just teased these missing trophies, didn't they? Yeah, because there were four podiums to put the trophies mm. on. Yeah, so we've got uh, two new Women's Leagues now, apparently. So we've got Spain's yeah. Liga F, is it? Yeah. And Germany's Frauen Bundesliga. Mm. Frauen Bundesliga, is that how you pronounce it? I think Bundesliga is just a nice word to say. Bundesliga. It flows well. Yeah. And it's quite it's aggressive good. as well. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. The Bundesliga. It's quite aggressive. That's, 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 that's just German. By 73.3% German degrees. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. is where things got a bit weird. So they announced like these deals they had. So they got one with La Liga. And then randomly Luis Figo turns up. And he just walks that on the stage. That was so awkward. He just, yeah, he just, just walks on the stage, off. puts the trophy down, and just walks yeah. off to no applause. Yeah, it was a bit like <laughs> I, I reckon. I reckon all those uh, all those in the audience were like Barcelona fans. Like we remember, <laughs> <laughs> we remember. Trip him up, tripping him up as he goes. And then, they and then they announced the uh, exclusive deal with the Premier League, and then uh, Didier Drogba comes up. Yeah, with the Do You know what? I miss him without his hair. He just doesn't look like Drogba anymore. It's like Drogba light. <laughs> and. They were actually like they'd never had the Premier League before, to be honest. See, it was very odd. Yeah. Was, like, I don't understand why that was missing strange, from the cabinet. Isn't it? Because it's like, they make it, they make it seem as though like, oh, we've, we've never had the Premier League trophy yeah. in the game. And I'm like, I'm sure you have. Like, why, why, why are we, why are we, there, what's going not. on here? And then we got to the uh, Champions League, didn't we? And then Ronaldinho struts out. Yeah. He gets the full catwalk. That's it. It came on like Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> the oh, light yeah. shining against him. Like, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's just another weird one as well. Like the trailer is like it, never it, the it, it was all weird. Yeah. Like what? You've had it for the yeah. last two, three years. I just think it was an excuse just to sh- just throw, them, throw their there. might, weren't it? Yeah. That, yeah, that is what it was. That is literally yeah. all it was. And then uh, what was this guy's name? Nick Nick Ladika was that his name. Senior VPN GM of EA Sports FC. And then he banged on about what's, what's new about the yeah, technical things about the game. Yes, it started with the Hypermotion V technology. And it says here, it utilises volumetric capture for more than 180 matches to build the most precise animations ever. Every one of these games, they say this sort of gubbins. And I can never tell the difference ever. Ever. <laughs> one thing that I found interesting that it can capture a match and then within like a week it can be in the game so if someone does a certain action I thought that was quite interesting but I'd like to see how that gets incorporated though but they, but they kept they, they kept showing that um, Harland weird kick thing he did yeah, yeah. but does that mean it's going to look it's going to be overused in game if they're going to put it in because it's, 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 it's like a, players do it. 
It's not everyone. Or does that make it over OP then? For certain players. I mean, only certain certain players can do things anyway. I don't know. Well, it depends on what star, what star rating you've got in skill moves, for example. I I try more as though like the uh, the more sort of unique things happen in the game, the the reels incorporate more unique animations within the game that can be incorporated. So then obviously the AI learning has to determine okay when a certain ball comes in. It has to determine through different parameters of like kick strength for obviously where players position stuff to like determine what type of kick it needs to sort of produce within the game. Because my my point basically is that that's like a once in a lifetime kind of goal, that kind of kick. Yeah. And if you put that incorporate that into a game, is that just going to happen numerous times and make it look more common? Does does my, does my am I making sense? Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. If there's something that happens once and then everybody starts using it and it gets yeah. overly used, when it's because not if, a norm because within if, the game. Because if, if one very unusual thing happens, should that be immediately thrown into the game? I don't. I just find it odd because it's not a normal technique. I can understand all these other like recording all these other matches and recording all these other techniques and things that you see in every game. But like once in a lifetime things, I just think it's a bit weird. Well, I think anyway. it might have just been more to showcase mm. as an example rather than that's what it's going to be. Maybe, maybe. But there is one thing. They need to get that thing to watch a YouTube video of René Huguita's Scorpion save and we can have that in FIFA. Yeah, it's both FC. Oh, that's going to be fun. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, EA Sports FC. I can't believe I said that. Yeah, it's the, all right. It's, it's going to take a while for us to get used This to is the thing. It, it just is, isn't it? I'm really shocked someone didn't like, slip during that penalty. Well, they're professionals. Or they're reading off auto queue. Or there's also that. <laughs> we do not have auto queue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they moved on from the hyperbosia stuff to the frostbite. And then this was divided into three bits, weren't it? So you had the, uh, the EA Sports Sapien. Interesting name. And it says, delivers body forms, not that one, I don't think. Ten times more precise than previous iterations. Uh, is that like, is that, is that, is that, is that body shapes? Is that supposed to well, like show uh, muscle bulges and things like that? Maybe, yeah. Is that what we're getting the at? The way I saw it, it was moving into the flow of the shirt against the body. What's well, the second bit? GPU cloth. That was that was a bit about. So that's models that fit of the kits to players. So they flew in the wind and stuff like that. I just want to see shirts get ripped. That's what I want to see. <laughs> you know, when players grab your shirts and all that. That's what I want to see. The celebrations put it over your head. That's what I want. And it's said, animations of uh, players have to walk off at pitch to get new shirts. Yeah. And it says it uh, measures movement to the smallest detail. That's very vague. <laughs> that sounds like guff to me. Uh, and then we finish with the match day experience on that. So now we've got dynamic match intros. We've got match day menus. I don't know what that means exactly. And never before seen angles of the action included new footage of pundits and commentators. That's Please, let's not see Lee Dixon. 
I was thinking the opposite. Get Lee Dixon in. No. Anything but him. But I'm guessing Alex Scott is going to be in it because I think they showed her as a pundit, didn't they? Yeah. But don't know who the commentators are yet, but probably the same as the previous games, I imagine. Yeah, Andy Gray. Andy Gray back in. Oh, we do not. And Richard Keyes. Oh, God. Yeah. And then we went on to something else, which is uh, play styles, which is a completely new thing. So this apparently is a thing optimised by Opta, the the player, the football player data analyst. Oh, yeah. And so using this, they equip players with their signature abilities. Is this just going to make certain players OP? Well, it's going to give certain players, like, signature playstyles, aren't they? Like, you can imagine how, like, Messi is just going to be, like, the guy who no one can ever tackle, so. And then everyone just has a playing as and it just gets really boring. But, no. It is what it is. But then, of course, we get to Ultimate Team! That oh. thing. Can't call it foot anymore, can we? It's foot. Oh, crumbs, we can't. Yeah, it's foot. Yeah. It's just Ultimate Team. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, as I think it's... Was it announced or was it rumoured before? But, uh, women are coming to Ultimate Team now. I think it was rumoured, yeah. Which is good, can't argue with that. If if Ultimate Team is going to exist, it's a good thing that women are in it. Uh, then we've got a release, which was uh, uh, sort of leaked before. That's September the 29th, mm-hmm. with early access, September the 22nd, a whole week before. With that fact, uh, is, that's if you get the Ultimate Edition. Yes. Which is a pre-order Ultimate Edition. With that um, very interesting cover. <laughs> with about a zillion players just up randomly on the front. I like it. Of I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> I like it just because finally got Newcastle represented. <laughs> I don't like it anymore. Yeah, no, I bet you don't. I like how they, uh, they said, oh, it's a, a gameplay trailer. No, it wasn't. No, that was <laughs> no not game. it was not a gameplay trailer. Of course it was. It was an in-engine trailer. Actually, was it even that? I don't know. Just I can imagine fl- being in engine at least. Just a flashy CG trailer. Or players doing things they never do in real life. Well, yeah. there you go. And then, as you mentioned earlier, earlier Alan turns up in his pajamas, rather fetching green, emblazoned with his initials as well. Yeah, oh, I like that. <laughs> and he's revealed to be the cover star. What do you oh, think yes, of the? Really. Yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not really a surprise. What do you think to the uh, the, the the cover photo? Boring. Don't like well, it. Well, when I first saw it, I thought, oh, that's a bit... That is a bit dull. But actually, I, I've grown to like it. I like that they've just gone with an in-action shot. I think I think it's of, better than, like, all the Mbappe stuff. It's just him just posing, really. Yeah, I don't like the poses or what you used to get where there's, there's like, montages of people running towards the camera and that kind of thing. Looking like the screaming and that kind of thing. That always used to be on the covers of these sorts of games. Oh yeah, yeah. looked at when Rooney was there doing it all the time. Yeah, I, I kind of like that they just took a moment of action from a real football game. I use that. It's simple. It's nice. Yeah, I, I, I quite like it. It's, it's great. It's grown on me. But Rooney. no mention of pro clubs in this presentation. 
No, not in the presentation. Uh, some stuff in the press release afterwards. I'm glad because I did worry at the end of this. What, yeah. they were going to scrap? Yes. What? They would never scrap clubs. Well, it doesn't make him any money, does it? <laughs> no, but it's like, outside of, well, I thought outside of Ultimate Team, it's one of their biggest played modes. It don't feel like it with the way they treat it. No, it doesn't, no. Um, which is a bit of a shame, so. So what do we know about it? What do we know? Uh, let's, push it, no, I actually got it up. I've got, uh, I got the article from, uh, Video Game Chronicles, which literally just has one line, which basically just says, Pro Clubs mode will feature crossplay for the first time in French Chinese history too. Might get a cup smash, huh? So. That's good. We will have crossplay. Um. That is good. That is good. There is, uh. I think Pro Clubs needs that. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I think it's crossplay is going to be between Xbox Series X slash S, PlayStation 5 and PC, which is probably the most worrying thing. Can we switch PC off? It so won't I, be, will I, it though? <laughs> I, no, but some games have allowed that though, aren't they? Yeah, first person. Well, how did you? I have this kind of like cross play between consoles yeah. option. I think that would be better. Uh, Do you know what? Just, I'm really disappointed that PS4 is not on that list. Just want to play the Mormon Pirates again. Oh, they've upgraded. Do well. miss those guys. <laughs> Always fun playing them. Lest we forget. Yep. I will. I will say though. Um, I was watching. Um, I was watching a video from a pro clubs YouTuber that I follow, and apparently there's been quite a few more stuff revealed for. Well, it's not called Pro Clubs anymore. It's called Clubs now. They've dropped the pro <laughs> part of it. Amateur clubs. Yeah, just clubs. Well, and Baller. They're still linked. Um, but there was some screen, uh, some screenshots and videos that have apparently are leaked on it. That have come out. What, just clubs? Yeah, so like the menus and stuff. And like some information as well. Do so. the menus look identical to the previous games? Or have they finally changed uh, it to look different? They've just been on the colour Pretty part, identical. Oh. Um, What's wrong with them? It, it, seems, just a it, different seems, it seems a little cleaner. Like the text they use is a little cleaner. So that's kind of nice. But, um, <laughs> other than that, um, I think the biggest thing uh, that they were talking about that seems to be revealed is there is no Division 10 to Division 1 anymore. What? So what is it then? So there's like, um, I think they've incorporated like how it works in Alma team, where you play games during the week and then there's like, and you have to qualify for like playoffs on the weekend, and that's how you like oh, get up give into over. divisions. Give over. Give over. That's how you go up through divisions. Although it starts from division five, and there's just five, four, three, two, one. So there's not as many, so I think more people will be incorporated in each division, but it's like, you have to like qualify to try and get promoted now. I think it's going to get to the point where I don't really care about promotion or anything like that. It's just to play the game. In a way, it could be good, because obviously if we start in a lower division from like one week to another, we can just slap some people up and edge our way into it. Well, I said, we play as much as we can on like... Maybe like on a Thursday, if we somehow get qualified on the weekend, then we can play on the, the Sunday, <laughs> or the Saturday. 
It'd be easier to get to Division 1, maybe. <laughs> I think you've been optimistic. Well, I've always been the most optimistic out of the groups. Oh, there's also rumour as well of a feature of being able to rejoin games when you get liked out. Well, I hope so. <laughs> That'd be yeah, perfect that could be you, useful. Matt. Um, you, Matt. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be great for me, yeah. yeah. Mark, it's business as usual for you. You'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so... We'll see. I, I think that the, they usually have more proper trailers on each individual game mode as we get closer to release. I think around Gamescom, I want to say. They usually have it, so we'll see. I just want more customization stuff as well. Like, a lot of customization stuff went into Volta. I don't know why they can't move that over to Pro Clubs. Yeah. I mean, Actually, there's, there's one thing that I um, questioned. What is this mm. going to mean for the Nintendo Switch version? How can it be a legacy edition if it's the only edition that it's ever but had? Yeah, but it'll be the same engine and all that. It'll be the same stuff. Just a name change. That's it. What do you think they do with Switch? <laughs> I don't know even how many people play on Switch. Do they just scrap it? Is it even worth them doing? Mm. Yeah. Until the Nintendo Switch Pro comes out. Rumoured to be next year, apparently. They've been rumouring that for the last three years. So. Well, that's what the OLED should have been, but they chickened out of that. <laughs> but yeah, that's something about EA Sports FC. 24. Oh, yeah, 24. Yeah, 24. <laughs> yeah, still the yearly thing. Because there were, there were thoughts like, oh, is it going to be like a live service thing? Is it going to, you know, like um, the other one that I forgot the complete name of? Yeah. E-Football. E- e- football. Yeah, That's e- the football, one. Yeah. Was it going to be something like that? E-Football. Club. They'd be leaving too much money on the table because we're yeah. just going to pay 40 quid or 50 quid every year for it anyway. So. It's a thing. It's People are still going to pay it, aren't they? So. It's annoying, though, isn't it? Like, they could easily do it and then just be like, all right, every update will charge, like, 15, 20 quid. And that'd be... I would say that's reasonable. Yeah, but they don't care about reasonable. Well, yeah, they're going to make... They care about... Delivery, yeah. It will full whack Plus, every year. If they did they, it that way, then um, they won't be able to keep gouging people for Ultimate Team. Yeah. Every single year. Fair enough. They just hit that reset button. Pew. Every year. Poor form. Anyway, that's that. Anything else? Should we talk about some uh, some classic video games that could be going uh, well? Yeah, this is, this is something very important, actually, mm. isn't it? This is genuinely quite important. No, it is, isn't it? Um, so there was a study that was conducted by two groups, I believe it was between the Video Game History Foundation and the Software Press Preservation Network. I hope I said that right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and according to this study, uh, it's claimed that 87% of classic video games that have been released in the United States are critically endangered. Yeah, and inaccessible. Mm. Uh, they gave a few examples, didn't they? Yeah, so um, I think the I think one example they gave was the um, Commodore 64 games that were tested. Only 4.5% 5 of them were still purchasable on a modern digital storefront. That, for me, is quite sad, because I, I used to have yeah. a Commodore 64, and I loved it. 
And to, to hear that only 4.5% of games that were on it are now available is, I just find astonishing. Mm. I imagine there's ROMs from all, though, still. So you could pick them up, potentially, if you wanted to go down that route. But I can understand why it's that. Well, that's, case that's kind of going against the point. Well, that's, yeah. <laughs> a lot, it's, a lot it's of about, it's about preserving the, 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 you know, the some, authentic Some things ones. don't need to be preserving. Some things oh. just need to be killed. Nathan, oh. stop. Oh. No, he's got a silly head on. Right. <laughs> uh, I think the other sample they, they use as well was from the Game Boy family. Yeah, um, what about this only, one? Only 5.8% purchasable. Come on, what have you got to say That's about that one? shocking. Well, pending Nintendo to bring it all out on the uh, next iteration of um, Nintendo Switch Online. None of this was helped, obviously, by this shutting down the Wii U and the uh, 3DS stores highly. Mm. That knackered it all up as well. But there was a quote in the study as well, which said this. Imagine if the only way to watch Titanic was to find a used VHS tape and maintain your own vintage equipment so that you could still watch it. And what if no library, not even the Library of Congress, could do any better? They could keep and digitise that VHS of Titanic, but you'd have to go all the way there to watch it. It sounds crazy, but that's the reality we're living with video games. A $180 billion industry while the games and their history disappear. It's, it's, It's a good point. It is, it is a good point, but I think that's an old fashioned way of viewing this. Because obviously, let's just say, you could, yeah, you can get Titanic on video, but it's also been digitized so you can download it online somewhere. Yeah, but that's, that's the point. It'll always be on the internet. Yeah, but that's the point. It's, that's not happening with video games. Right. Let me just do a search for Commodore 64. Right, we're, t- we're talking about authentic re- ways. I understand a legitimate way of, of doing it, yeah. I can't believe you're arguing at this point. <laughs> I'm genuinely I know, I thought he'd be like, he'd be the one that'd be on your side. I'm not the one that's fine on like digital stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do agree that there should be some archive of it, obviously, so it's there for us to get hold of if we, if we want it. But everything can't be available. No, but if, the point is, right, when you look at things like films, books, music, everything else is getting digitised and being kept as a record throughout human history. That's not happening with video games. That's the point. And 80, 87% of video games aren't getting that treatment, which is a staggering number, you've got to admit. You can legitimately go and get all these other things, but you yeah. can't when it comes to video games. Even though it's the biggest entertainment industry in the world, so it's 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 alarming. I just think it's different. I don't think it's how, comparable. How is it not I, I comparable though? Because if you if you use something like music as like an example, you can listen to stuff that's been like kept preserved from like fifty years ago. But stuff like so like at the moment like I want to play, I don't know, try and think of some obscure like. Star Wars on, on Nintendo. I would have to have like the original Nintendo. Uh, I'd have to have like obviously TVs that are set up for that kind of stuff. And I mean legitimately to be able to do this. Whereas like you compare it to music, I can just get like that track from iTunes or something. And it's, and it's there ready for me. Like it's not easily accessible when it comes to video games. And I think this is something that needs to be really looked into to be able to sort of preserve 
the history of of the industry really i think the only way we're going to get to that point is if eventually we get to a model the same as when itunes first became a thing and every song being 99p for example and everybody signs up for it it'd be nintendo sega atari playstation um microsoft all these different companies having to come together and accept right we're going to have one platform that we keep everything on Co- commodore as well um sinclair all these companies would need to come together and do that or they individually say right we're going to upload the archive onto this thing that you can use i i understand the need for preservation but I'd expect that the companies that built these games have the files of them. So if they wanted to put them out there, they could. But they don't. Why does why does every other publisher or whatever in other mediums allow it, but games don't? Then maybe it's just a change in the industry that needs to happen. Maybe it is, yeah, possibly. Maybe we need a Spotify or Netflix style, a bit like what, well, to lesser extent, Xbox is trying to build with Game Pass. Because obviously they remove games from Game Pass, but maybe we need something like that. But that just hosts all the games and it's a service, so you can access these things. No, I, I think I think to for Niffin's point there at least, I think Microsoft do do a much better job of doing that through Game Pass. Obviously, you've got access to a number of yeah. original Xbox yeah. games, Xbox 360 games, Xbox One games. I do think there's something that Sony and Nintendo like well, quite far behind. Yes, Nintendo especially. Um, I think PlayStation is slowly starting to do it. Um, but, but I think as well, I think it, it seems as though, I, I think I read somewhere, I think Nintendo seems to be smiling up a little bit about it in like keeping um, per, like digital purchases and stuff under one account now using this new Nintendo account that they've got. Like they're gonna try and keep everything under this kind of platform, so like when the next console does come out, you can just you know you just whack your account on there, and then hopefully once they introduce you know the new virtual console or whatever it would be on that console, it would at least remember to let like oh, I've purchased these, you know I still get to keep the copy of it when when they do eventually drip feed them. Yeah. I think it's just it's just more about it's more about getting more publishers to start really working on getting these like older titles to to be well easily accessible. But again, like maybe Nathan says, maybe something outside of the big three other companies could maybe come together and make some sort of you know arcades Netflix or something. You know, you know, have older titles to be able to be purchasable or put on a free live service not free live service subscription service probably um but to be able to access to play these you know older games and even like arcade games i think don't get preserved that well either like you think of something like you know point blank or like time crisis where can i play that outside of a old arcade the other way these games are living on through things like emulation and that shouldn't be the case I think that's it. I think like obviously ROMs and stuff are doing the work that publishers should really be doing. Like yeah. we do have that preservation there, but it's not 
It's not legitimate. It's not, you know, it's not what we should be doing. It's really what those that are in charge should be doing. But who's to do it? That's the thing. Um, like, they, com- like Com- Commodore that closed down decades ago. It could license it off to someone. Is it? Yeah, it could probably license it off, but. Well, I, they came out with the Commodore 64 Mini a few years ago, didn't they? And they had about mm. 60 so of the mm. most popular games on there. Um, but yeah, who's who's going to do it? Because if there's all these obscure games that weren't very... Well, they didn't sell well, let's say. Who's going to take the time and do that? And go through each individual but game. If, but if they, if they didn't sell well and they're not expected to get money, it could still be made into a legitimate digital archive that people could play. Why couldn't that happen? If they're not going to sell it, because because if they're going to do it legitimately, I, I don't mind if they're going to ask us to pay for it. They're going to be like, you want this game? Pay for it. I think people would legitimately do that. If they're interested in, in the game, they'll buy it. Yeah. But if, but I'm, I'm talking about the work that would go into building something like that. If we wanted to archive every single game on the Commodore 64 as the example, in track sure, who produced that game? I'm sure they'll find a way. Or it's happened, it's it's happened just, with every other medium, so I'm sure it'll happen with this. Or is it just going to be a blanket thing to say, right, we're buying the name rights to Commodore, any software built within that company's era, we'll take we'll take it all, put it on this platform, and then if you do if whoever has the rights doesn't want us to do it, then they reach out to us and then we'll converse at that point and flip it around. Possible. Possible. But 87% is, is inexcusable as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. It, I mean, it is bad. Obviously, we want to keep things around if we can. But on the flip side, not everything's meant to last forever. The cream rises to the top. No, it's just it's just it's it's just recency bias, though, isn't it? It's just modern things still exist, and history's been consigned to well, remaining as history. It's not, not necessarily. Not Obviously, there's a core of people that do have a lot of love for the retro gaming scene's absolutely massive. But I think if more people had access to it, more people would like it. I think there's a lot of people who don't even know these things exist because they've never seen it. Yeah, could be. But, well, anyway. same same could be said for old music and old films. Yeah, but they are accessible. The remark to just agree to disagree. On <laughs> <one>. <laughs> but they are accessible. But we seem to be reaching an impasse. Not, not everything is accessible, <laughs> though. No, but not not everything has to be. But a lot more than eighty-seven percent, or should I say, thirteen percent, that's accessible. Yeah, there's a lot more than that that is accessible in the other mediums. That's the point. Even 50% would just be a heck of a lot better. Yeah, definitely. I mean, in an ideal world, obviously, it would be fantastic to have access to 100% of it, and that'd be great, but unfortunately, it's not the case. More should be done, though. I think more needs to be done. Yeah. And even though this was focused on the US, I think this is a problem that's consistent worldwide. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because there, there was a hell of a lot of UK publishers back in the late 70s through the 80s <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> that made a lot of games for like the microcomputers, like the Amstrads, Commodore, yeah. um, Sinclair, ZX Spectrum, that people mm. never get to play. I do, I do, I do think it's upsetting. 
I do agree with you on that level. <laughs> but it's just an ideal that we'll never realise. With that as attitude, we won't. We need to change those attitudes. That's what we're here to do. <laughs> you know, what, someone else just adds this little little conversation, a bit, a bit of a sort of a, a, a side topic to it. Um, there's this company that's called um, No Clip My Verdum. They do like video game oh, documentaries. I know, what stuff. I know what you're going to mention here. Um, they got recently, they got like massive boxes of like really old like video game trailers and like pre-release stuff that only like yeah, you know presentations only, and that kind of thing yeah and that kind of stuff like they managed to get all these box they saved them like they were gonna get like all thrown out and like tipped and stuff and they saved them and they're like they're they're doing a method now to like digitize them and, and put them on their youtube channel so you can see all like like um this stuff like um uh I forgot it's from it was Nintendo. The um, it was like a, a a look on like what Zelda would look like on uh, GameCube. Do you know the? It was like Ocarina of Time, but like basically better 3D models and stuff. Like oh, this is what GameCube can do and stuff. And they've got a lot of like um, interviews and stuff as well from like years ago that they're like digitizing. And it's like I just. It would, it's similar, similar to that. I think we 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 used to do a better job of being able to preserve the history of of gaming. And I mean, I don't. I can I can see from Nathan's point of view. It's like who's going to put the work in? Like who's going to do it then? Like who are doing? Who assigns that? Like who should really be in charge of that kind of stuff? But yeah, I, but I, I do the, think. But about the started. About they said that at the same when they started doing this with music and books and everything. It all starts somewhere. No, they, they probably did. And to be fair, I'm more on your side that I, I think more should be done. And like I said, I think Microsoft are a lot better, it seems, to be doing this. Okay, not the entire game library of original Xbox is there. Um, but, you know, most of the important tiles, I suppose, or at least the most popular tiles are there, which is great. And I think, I just think publishers could do a lot better in that kind of aspects look at ubisoft you know they've got their own stuff and why can't they start putting some of their older stuff which maybe maybe they do i can't be too sure you know um you look at steam as well steam has a huge library of uh of games going back years for pc and stuff so just i think more really needs to be done but how that sort of conversation starts i'm not too sure so we heard about the PS5 access controller, um, codenamed Project Leonardo, uh, a few months ago. Um, and this was the controller to help um, people with certain difficulties um, and make gaming more accessible for them. So it had a load of mappable buttons that you could use. You could change the placement of the buttons. And it was like these two spheroid thing, uh, like things that you could use. Instead, it had a big, massive analog stick on it. Um, so we've finally got a global release date, which is the 6th of December. And we also have a price, which, to be honest, I'm pleasantly surprised about. Um, so it's going to cost 79.99, which it seems fairly steep. But if you take into account a normal PS5 controller right now on Amazon, it's 56.99. It's not too much of a jump. 
for the extra technology you get. Don't think. Mark's sceptical. As always. Yeah, I'm sceptical about that. I just have it same price. But it is I mean, there's is. more to it. There's more cost to it, I think, because it's two different things rather than just the one. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so, because you're not going to sell as many, are you? I think that's what you could think yeah. about. You're not going to make as as much of these, so. But I mean, I I, I just thought I really thought I'd have been around like the hundred pound mark, honestly. So. Oof. God, that that's that would have been a problem if it had been priced that. Yeah. I generally I mean, thought now, it would have been. <laughs> I might buy it. I mean, it looks like it'd be good for fighting games and stuff. To be honest, with all the individual buttons. Well, you need all the help you can get. So. I do. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Use it to play FIFA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on. Yeah, come on. Oh, I told you before. <laughs> said it again. EA Sports FC. <laughs> to be fair, as long as you don't play Mio on the Soul Carver role. Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, that's on its way. Just some good news. Just more good news then. I was about to say, are you saying the access control is not good news? No, no, no. Oh, that is good news. So, uh, do you remember the HBO series, The Last of Us? Oh yeah, yeah. It's re- it's received twenty four Emmy nominations. Wow, wow, that's a lot. That's including nine acting nominations. Nine acting. Nine. Yes. What? Pretty much every nine. major player in it. Wait, I, I could think <laughs> of like lead lead actor and lead actress. What? What? Yeah, what and then supporting the ones. They've got guest actor and guest actress as well. Guest ones? Yeah. So, of course, you've got uh, lead actress, Bella Ramsey, as Ellie. Uh, lead actor, Pedro Pascal, as Joel. But then you've got outstanding guest actresses in, in a drama series. Uh, you've got Melanie Linsky, who played Kathleen. You've got Storm Reed, who played Ryla. And Anna Torv, who played Tess. Okay. okay. And then you've also got outstanding guest actor in a drama series. And you've got Mummy Bartlett as Frank. Nick Offerman as Bill, Lamar Johnson as Henry, and Kevon Montreal Woodard as Sam. All oh, of them no. got acting nominations. No, no love for Troy Baker. <laughs> no, not this. Well, David, the guy who played David didn't either. So, yeah, shot by actually. I thought he did quite well as David. It seems like everyone else got nominations. So, poor, poor them, I guess. De- I mean, yeah, I could definitely see it for like obviously Bill and Frank, like. Yeah, yeah. It's getting well, well, it's got a. Uh, it, it's nominated for other ones as well. So it's uh, outstanding drama series, outstanding casting for a drama series. I mean, I'm not surprised because they're doing all the acting nominations. It's just that uh, outstanding special visual effects in a season or movie, outstanding main title design, uh, and then basically there's the Emmys are quite odd because they award like ones to individual episodes of things. So oh, okay. all the others were like nominations for various things in individual episodes, and uh, most of which was geared towards a uh, long, long time that episode, which is the Bill and Frank episode. It's episode three. Was three, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm, I think no there's, I think, think there's quite a bit of love for the second episode as well, which is infected. Well, I could see it. Yeah, I could see it. But there, there you go, 24 nominations, nine, act- and it's the first major uh, nominations for a uh, live-action video game adaptation. So the first and probably the, the most. Of the best. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, probably. 
Actually, I, I think I heard. I think there's only one of a show that got more. I think it was is it Succession? Succession, yeah. Yeah, I think that got think, 26. Think, yeah, the big three was Succession, Last of Us, and The White Lotus. I think it was. Okay. I've never seen the other two, but they're supposed to be really good. But no, that's that's they've done really well, really, really well. Yeah. Wait, I, 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 I can't finish it. I find that nomination strange when you saw was it nomination for best main title. Best main title design. So I think that's the you know the intro credits design thing. I think that's what that is. I feel I feel like this this got got made because of Game of Thrones. <laughs> Maybe. I'm like yeah, no. I, I honestly think I can't think of any other like it's intro titles that's uh, is iconic. Should Maybe. But did, Unless Smallville, but that's just because it's a song. Then I never watched it. It is a pretty good song. It is a good song. It, it, it fits Smallville. I just want to see get some wins. <laughs> takes takes some all twenty four. <laughs> I mean, we Pedro's, never, there, Pedro's there, just piled and. <laughs> I mean, we never actually got around to speaking about this show, did we? It was amazing. We were good, we were intending on doing our own separate episode, but we just never got around to it. <laughs> but it's because somebody didn't watch it all. So yeah, I don't know how, but yeah, not sure. How. But it was incredible. The Super Bowl. I blame the Super Bowl. Yeah, it put you about a bit, didn't it? Put you it did. You know, amazing. Looking forward to season two in about five years, <laughs> something like that. Whatever happens, thanks to these strikes now. <laughs> well, yeah, it gives me time to watch it at least, so that's good. Yeah, but no, really good. Oh, really get good. through the backlog. There we go. Well, then, Matt, more happy news. Well, don't know about happy news, but certainly, certainly not good for for a certain game anyway that has been uh, has been classed the new worst game of 2023. The worst game of 2023. Yes, something really? somehow even so, worse. Something even worse. Even worse than. And I've not heard about this. Whatever it is, gone. Maybe I have. Gone, well, maybe I have well, you have, and it's actually finally uh, on topic with the previous. News that we spoke about. Actually. Oh, oh, is it the? Is it? Oh, was it? What was it called? Something help. It's got hope in the title. So yes, it's yes. It's called, reg- it's called. I remember vaguely we called <laughs> this. Yes. So, so the game that we're talking about is a Switch exclusive uh, that came out recently. It's called Last Hope. That's it. Yes. Um, and it's if you've ever cool. seen, if you've ever seen anything of it, it is literally almost like. A, a, like a, a worst copy of The Last of Us. Yeah, I remember seeing um, the artwork. It's, it's trying oh to be a carbon goodness, copy of it. Yeah. So, uh, so, di- so Digital Foundation did a did a whole video on this, and apparently the video actually lasts longer than than playing the game or completing. Um. So, uh, what what can I say about it? Basically, you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like the main the main characters. Look like I don't know um, five dollar rip off store versions of Joel and Ellie from The Last of Us, um, and uh, apparently the game struggles to to keep a steady five frames per second. Probably uh, no more about thirty, um, but playing it apparently it all happened. Basically, the whole game is in this like. Um, street kind of block that's like in a U. It's really short. Um, 
you've got a stamina meter that doesn't recharge. So whenever you run or swing your bat, you run out of stamina, basically. So you have to, you have to be careful of that. Um, at one point, there's, there's a police car in the game that you have to unlock. Um, but while you're doing the unlocking, the zombies are still hitting you. So once, once you finish the unlock game, you come out to a you dead screen. Not you died, but you dead. You dead. Um, and apparently as well, like, there's not much ammo around. Apparently, you can only kill around 65 zombies with the total amount of ammo that you've got. So you have to be, like, really careful about it as well. Um, oh, also as well, apparently there's a door that you need to open, and you have to press the E key on Switch. The E key? The E key. What is this? Um, yeah, it looks it looks absolutely terrible. Press E to pay respects. <laughs> it's potentially worse. <laughs> Something else as well, though, um, that I thought was hilarious. Uh, these developers have made another game previously, like a, a World War II game. And I will kid you not, this this is the title of that video game, right? Are you ready? Okay, yeah. don't say anything, but fine. <laughs> right, so it's called World War Battle Heroes Field Army Call of Prison Duty Simulator. Wow. <laughs> just just rolls off the top. That's the top name thing. <laughs> You couldn't have fit anything else. Well, you got you've got well, you got, you got Call of Duty in there. There's there's Battlefield in there. Uh, well, some prison and army. Like what is going on? Um, and I've seen like I've seen a video of it as well. Someone someone's done a video of playing it, and it looks atrocious. Like I don't I don't yeah. I don't yeah. know how games like these get made. Uh, this this developer Naughty Frog. Naughty Frog. <laughs> Oh dear. Madness. So I've got oh one question. Goodness. What are your thoughts on game preservation now? Shall we kill it with fire? <laughs> well, I mean <laughs> Good point. Sounds like this. Um, some I get I get your point that some things just need to die. Some things, yeah. And you thought I wanna buy it. gone was the worst. <laughs> yeah. I it's eight ninety nine. I might buy no, it. No, it's gonna be the worst nine pound you've ever spent, please though. There must be oh, some le- legal there must be some legal thing going on here. Surely Naughty Dog are going to do something about it. Well, you think so? Because there's that other game as well that's getting a lot of hype on on Steam that, like, did come out but then got forced off the platform by Steam or something because it weren't ready. <laughs> I remember it was getting a lot of hype for it. There's, they look like a rip-off of um, The Last of Us as well. Even down to the same font. So, I don't know. There you go. You know, some... Uh, some good competition there for uh, for Gollum. <laughs> That's just what we needed. <sighs> it's astounding. I love it. And I guess that's it for the news. Shall we move on to what we currently play? Yeah, why not? Uh, Matt, do you want to kick us off? Well, seeing as I'm the only one that's ready for it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> right, so... I've got two games to talk about. Um, one that's going to be very obvious, and one that I went back to um, pretty briefly after this one. But uh, I suppose my big one that I've, that I've played and can now say that I've completed Ooh. has been 
The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. So nice. I finally got through it after what feels like eons playing this game. What what can I say about this game? Oh god. I, is, I, it I, good? I, is it good? <laughs> well, is it good? Yeah, um, is it good? I think I I think at this moment, I think it might have knocked Resident Evil 4 off as my game of the year for this year. Well, that's not difficult, is it? So. Well, it is for me. <laughs> Thank you. Being the Resident Evil fan, you swine. <laughs> no, I see. I think for what they've done with this game to to be able to expand what they kind of built with Breath of the Wild five years ago, and to just sort of keep that like amount of freedom that it gives the players, but even just add more to it, with like in terms of like all the creations that you can create in this game, the ways that you can tackle quests and stuff. Having, I'm not gonna say having proper dungeons again. There is, there is. I'll say there's probably a couple sort of traditional um, Zelda dungeons in terms of like having to traverse through doing puzzles and whatnot. I think the the boss fight, uh, boss fight, the boss fights, <laughs> if I can uh, put my teeth back in, are like a huge upgrade over what we had in Breath of the Wild as well. I think there have been some of the more crave boss fights as well. I really enjoyed them, like design-wise as well. I think they're all very unique and interesting. I mean, I just, I don't know how they've, managed to fit so much game into such a small cartridge honestly it's like they're just magicians over in nintendo it's just ridiculous and i think that there's a couple of emotional moments in there as well i do really like the story in this one i like how you you kind of you you go through the story but then there's there's certain there's a certain quest that you do that you start sort of learning kind of the the backstory of what everything that's happened as well through sort of like flashbacks as well and they're like the flashbacks make sense as well on on who sort of it's focused on some of the twists as well i was really was generally shocked on them a couple especially to, to certain characters what sort of they go through is um I just I didn't see it coming really. Like it gets hinted at, and I'm just like, nah, it's not that. That won't happen. And then it does happen. You're just like, what? Okay, fair enough. I think the final boss fight as well. I think the the whole build up to like the last quest of um, finding Ganondorf and having to fight him was uh, was impressive to me. Very very difficult, even just trying to get to him, because you you almost end up doing this kind of like you traverse through um, underneath Hyrule Castle, and it's just this like, basically this journey of just having to fight through enemies and, and enemies and whatnot, and while also like trying to fight the gloom as well. So like the the gloom in this game is essentially kind of you step in it and you start sort of lose. I won't say losing hearts, but the you start losing. Um, how would you call it? sort of um they kind of block hearts in a way so you lose them but then you can't regain them back unless you like out in this in hyrule or if you're in the depths you need to be under like a light route to sort of gain them back and that was quite difficult having to traverse going through that because like every enemy hit as well i was just i was getting hearts like 
blocked and stuff, so I couldn't like recover them at all. So like, once I do get sub towards the end of um, Ganon and finally meet him, I've got about like a third of my hearts left. Like that I've got to, like hold on to to try and fight this guy. And he's definitely probably the most difficult um, boss fight in the game for sure. Like you have to start learning patterns and. And he starts, he'll start switching things sort of halfway through where you think you learn a pattern and then he like, it, it changes and it's, you've got to sort of almost like relearn a, a new pattern then. So it's, I, I like how it kind of keeps you on your toes. Um, and then like the, the final part even after Ganondorf is just absolute over the top. I would have said like an anime-esque fight, if I'm honest. If I'm you not, play not going to ask what that means. It, but, but... Um, I'm trying. I'm trying to be vague and not give too much away because I know Nathan has it. And, well, he might eventually get to it, which at that point I'll have to like. He might eventually get to it. Sounds uh, <laughs> yeah, like a diss to me, that. though. <laughs> I mean, I'll accept it. I'll need help. <laughs> yeah. Um, so taking the Ganon fight into isolation, if you had all your hearts, mm. is it? easier or harder than Breath of the Wild do you think what in terms of like the final well, fight or the yeah, one where you need yeah. help so you're you're, yeah. you're, you're trying uh, to work out trying to if you it. could do it yourself is he hmm. that's an interesting question so I, I'll, I'll help you there <laughs> <laughs> cheers Mark <laughs> Mark oh, yeah he knows what he's doing yeah hmm that's a, that's a tough one I'm trying to remember the Calamity Ganon fight because I think when I, when I played it for you, I, I was actually quite it was quite easy for me because I knew what I was I was doing at that point. I see. the draft that I put uh, to get the hearts, get the master sword. Yeah, well, yeah. that's it, isn't it? Um, actually, I'll, I'll give I'll give you a, I'll give you a little hint with the master sword as well because uh, in Breath of the Wild, and try not to spoil us too much. You, in Breath of the Wild, to get the master sword, you have to get an X amount of hearts to be able to pull it out switch that around when you're playing uh tears of the kingdom it's not hearts that you need this time around it's stamina oh right okay so try and so when you said opposite of hearts i thought you went you're gonna lose hearts yeah no you're gonna lose hearts no no you have to get hearts to actually pull um the master sword out in breath of the wild otherwise you will well you won't die but like you'll get exhausted basically yeah um whereas in this one it's actually stamina that you need um which is which is good actually i, I like that they switch it around it's not predictable on what you think you need um plus i think you actually do need the master sword it becomes like a main quest in this one as well whereas like breath of the wild i think it was like you didn't necessarily need it it's like a side thing that you could get um but in this one it like it, it's tied to the story that you need the master sword so I think difficulty wise, I'd I'd probably say Ganondorf's probably a little bit more difficult. Um, just cause just cause of the the it switches it switches around his like attack pans sort of halfway through. Whereas like, I think Calamity, I want to say stayed pretty much most the same. I think he he also changes once half of, half of his life goes down. But there's more yeah. stage there's more stages to Ganondorf. Um, I will say I did um you do get like um. These Zonai devices, you get like portable cook, cooking pots. Um, they can use, it's like a one-time use only, so you can cook like meals and stuff quickly. And 
after the first time I, I got defeated by Gandalf, I was like, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get on my horseback before I fight him, because I know this is gonna be difficult. And I think getting more on my horseback made it easier. Um, but I did like do most of the shrines as well. I didn't do all the shrines. I've not done all of them as of yet, but I've got about 26 hearts, so that's quite a lot. Wow, that's more than um, three. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, the like three or four that you start off with is a bit um, lame compared to once you get to later in the game. Um, but no, I've I've just I've just I've enjoyed my time with it. Um, absolutely loved the game. If if I if I was to nitpick something out of Tears of the Kingdom, I think this is something that was aimed at Breath of the Wild as well. Is that it does feel that there's like a bit of a lack of music to the game. Whereas, like, I feel like previous Zelda's, there was always, there was some sort of like music going on, whether you're in like Hyrule Field, whether you're in like a temple. There was always something like quite iconic when you when you listen to sort of Zelda music. Whereas here, it really sort of tones that down. Like you get it when it's like you're in boss fights um, and that kind of stuff. And like when you do get it there, then it is pretty pretty good to enjoy the music does fit quite well with the boss fights and stuff but outside of that it's, it's a bit it's a bit quiet and I, i've not i've not even done everything in the game either like i got i did most of the, the depth like i've got most of the light routes in there and most of the um uh like iconic armor sets as well so like you can pick up armor sets from previous games through just going through the depths going through like mines and stuff I think I only, um, I think I missed, I want to say I missed one light route, but there was like some other enemies in the game that I don't even fought properly. Like I only fought one Gliok, which is the three-headed dragon. I only fought like the fire one version of it. And there's like two of those in the game. There's like two ice ones, the two thunder ones, and then there's like four king Gliok's, which is like a Three, three of the emle- uh, elementals combined into one dragon. I tried fighting one of those in the depth. You can find one, and it whooped my behind. So um, <laughs> it feels like that's the Tears of the Kingdom version of the Valkyries from God of War. Probably, yeah. Like you get some decent stuff out of it. So I might, I might go back to it, hopefully, and, and sort of have a go and see if I can sort of be at least one. But no, I've. This this has just like been a joy to play for me. Um, just messing around, trying to create stuff. I still look at TikToks every now and then just to see what new things people make. And, They're hilarious, uh, aren't they? Some some so, things that people can do. Yeah, like someone's like somehow recreated recreated the Batmobile in Tears of the Kingdom. I don't know how, but it works. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, I just I love this game. I think it's I think it's going to be a really tough year for like once game awards come around because there's still some like big hitters to come out and pff, i don't know i really don't yeah i think this is going to be the most stacked year in game in terms of like who could win game of the year there's so many choices and we've still and we've still got like starfield spider-man 2 whatever else i can't think of it at this moment all the about. other things that's going to be coming all out. the other things yeah October, um, november december time so ea sports no. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, no, absolutely loved it. So I finished that, and then the only other game that I, I quickly moved on to, so I sort of get back into. It, I was in the 
I was still in the mood for a bit of uh, a bit of Hyrule, so I went back to uh, Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity. I don't so, know why, but I just find that a funny name. What Hyrule I think, Warriors? I think, no, Cala- I think Calamity is just a funny name. Oh, Calamity! Calamity. Just, a, it's just, <laughs> just a when, funny word. Yeah, when you say Calamity, it's just like, oh, he's had a bit of a calamity. He's fallen <laughs> over. He's tripped over. Bit of a calamity. It's like it's like a little minor thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I got this ages ago. I mean, if you if you don't know what it is, it's um, if you've ever played like Dynasty Warriors, it's basically that, but in Hyrule form. But they made like a, a whole like prequel story with this. So like this is like meant to be like a a prequel to Breath of the Wild that was set like a hundred years prior. You you see it in like cutscenes every so often. Um, in Breath of the Wild, sort of what happened, but you get to actually play in this one. So, just going going through this, really done a couple of the main missions at the moment, just trying to get a um, an alliance going on with the four champions in Hyrule. So I went over to Sora's domain, um, helped out. I think it's Minthna, um, who's like the Zora princess there, who becomes like the champion, who ends up. Um, piloting the uh one of the defined beast things the elephant one and um i got to a mission where i got you i got you to play in the divine beast as well so i'm like just smashing through all these like enemy camps and just firing off ice blasts and and all sorts of that was quite fun and i'm just going through uh just going through some of the like other heroes at the moment just uh getting them leveled up like i think i've got link he plays Link, he plays Zelda in this one, who uses the Sheikah tablet, so she's got all the like um, Breath of the Wild powers, so I'll be able to use the remote bombs, the sort of ice, um, I forgot what it was called, cryonesis or something, I'm sure that's not the word at all, but you bring up like an ice cube, basically, you can use it for your attacks and stuff. Um, she's also got like status as well, so she can freeze enemies in place as well. And then there's Impa as well, who's essentially just like this like Naruto ninja using Jutsu clones everywhere. Um, quite fun, actually. She's probably my favourite character at the moment. Um, and I've also got uh, Unlocked Nymphna as well. So she has like her um, Zora spear and uses a lot of sort of war type attacks. So yeah, I'm going gonna to try and blast through that as quick as I can. Get that going and then move on to whatever else is in my backlog at some point so uh right well that's what i've been playing what about you mark <laughs> okay so last weekend was one of those rare occasions when i had absolutely nothing to do i didn't need to go anywhere i didn't need to see anyone i had two full days of nothingness is that right yeah yeah so this is perfect time to play something big so I decided to get into a big game from the game backlog from many, many moons ago. And I think you'll appreciate this one, Matt. Oh. I began playing Fallout New Vegas. Whoa. Wow. That's, that that's many blown moons my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I've not touched that game in years. Yeah. Now, I've not played Fallout game before. Well, I say that. We did dabble briefly on Fallout 76, didn't we? <laughs> and then that was a, that was wildly catastrophic for Nathan and I. So 
that does okay, count yeah, as far as, I, yeah, as, far as I'm concerned. Probably not the best introduction. Yeah. So brief plot synopsis from what I've gathered so far is you play a courier who has been tasked with transporting an item across the Mojave Desert uh, to the city of New Vegas, which was formerly Las Vegas. And following an ambush, uh, the item is stolen from you and you get shot by a mysterious bloke in a checkered suit. Mm. And somehow you are saved by a robot called Victor and are stitched together by by a guy called Doc Mitchell, I think his name is. Yeah. And then you're sent on your merry way out to try and retrieve this stolen item and there you go, you go out into the world. And these are you know, these are my types of games. The the RPGs, you know, you go around an open world, you talk to people, you get drawn into various narratives and go through a series of quests. Mm. Now, I could go on about many other aspects of this game, but I'm gonna tell you a little story now. Oh. Of a particular personal quest of mine that um so on saturday i was playing it and i was like it was all you know everything was fantastic and then on sunday i started doing this and things went a bit weird and odd and you'll see that so this is my quest to get the remnant power armor ah okay yeah okay so i look at it i was like right because this is what I like to do in RPGs. I like to build my character up pretty early on, as best as I can, and then I just can just go and wreck people throughout the game. That's <laughs> yeah. what I like to do. So I went mm-hmm. on the internet. Oh, what's the what's yeah what's New Vegas best armor setup? It's like right, remnant power armor. That's what came up. It's like fantastic. Right, I shall go and get this remnant power armor. So it told me to go to this place called Silver Peak Mine. Right. So I thought mm. I'll, I'll go and get the helmet first. That's where I went. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I walked through this mine. And I get to this open area, and I get swarmed by these things called Hakazadors. And they're oh, like, God, yeah. yeah. So they're like these hornets, I think they are, something like that. Hornets, bees, Hornet, kind of thing. Skeel things, yeah. yeah. Flying, and basically they fly, and then they just sting you a crap. And they're, they're just repeatedly stung there. And it said, in the corner, it said, You are feeling a bit woozy. That's literally the term it said. You are feeling a bit woozy. And oh, you do. Yeah, and then your health starts decreasing. Okay. And you need anti-venom. Guess who didn't have any anti-venom? So, up there, of course, I didn't have any, so I I just died in <laughs> typical fashion. No, and this yeah, happened about four times. Okay. And then I thought, right, I've, so I tried shooting them, but my gun, but my gun couldn't keep up. Because, you know, you've got that, uh, that, is it Vax? Is that what it's called? Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah. The pause yeah. time thing, yeah. So you can pinpoint on different part body parts and things like that. But when you're doing that, when, when you shoot shoot the gun, the enemies are still moving, so they're still attacking you. Yeah, they still come towards you. Yeah. So I couldn't I couldn't shoot them all at the same time. So I resorted to getting a golf club, just walking in there and just wildly swinging it round, right, <laughs> hoping I'll just batter them up. Yeah. Okay. So I did that. And then I was successful after about three tries with that. Oh, nice. And then, yeah, eventually. And then you go, go up a slope, I had to bat a few more off, and I finally found the helmet, okay? And I picked it up. You were over-encumbered. Which is always Ooh, the thing. You don't, want to, yeah. you, you don't want to see that. That's, right. oh. So there I am, just dumping random crap onto the floor. 
like you know rubbish pistols and stuff like that i didn't really need or use yeah and i thought i'll put this i'll i'll put this helmet on for protection oh and then it said you do not have power armor training (laughs) what (laughs) what is this rubbish you just told me i do not have what so i thought fine (laughs) so i thought fine i've got to get out of this mine first and then i jumped down over this ledge i make my way out and suddenly this legendary casador just appears and attacks me Oh right? yeah, you're, you're that's not gonna go well. And it's it stings me, but I managed to put it down. Right? So I've killed wow. it. But very nice. But I I've taken I'm taking damage now. Yeah. So I'm slowly oh, yeah. sauntering my way to the exit of this mine, <laughs> losing health and over encumbered. Actually no, I wasn't over encumbered because I dumped the stuff. But I'm slowly losing health, making my way to the exit of this mine, right? Yeah. I get outside. I thought, right, my thought process is, I'll get outside, right, and then I'll fast travel to a place of being where I know there's a doctor. Okay? So I get outside, and it says, you cannot fast travel with your losing health. So I'm outside, in the middle of nowhere, because this place was in the middle of nowhere, and I'm just walking down the road, just losing health. I just die, right? So I've got to reload again in the mine, before I've even collected the helmet, I've got to go through the gubbins of picking up the helmet, dumping the stuff, and then I've got, oh. I've got to, I, I thought, right, I'm you not going to bother, this. I'm not going to bother fighting the Casador, I'm just going to leg it, past it. So I did. I managed to get round it, got the helmet, fine. Okay. Step one, done. Excellent. But then, but then this, uh, I found it really off-putting when it mentioned this power armor training. So I'm like, do I have to go and get this now? It's like, fine, I'll, I'll go, I'll go this. Internet, how do you get power armor train on Fallout New Games? So it says I have to go and meet a bloke called Elder McNamara. Yeah. Right? And he's a dude who lives in a bunker. Yeah. And he's he, he's the head of the Brotherhood of Steel. And it's actually, it turns out he's voiced by Yuri Lowenthal of Spider-Man fame. Wow, really? Yeah. So yeah, as I say, he lives in a bunker and... I was reading a bit of a guide about how you achieve, how do I start this off? It's like, in order to get to the bunker, uh, your best option is to uh, be friends with someone called Veronica, who was part of the bunker. Yes. Now, thankfully, I'd already met Veronica. So I uh, had her as cabin. So I was like, right, you come with me. We're going to this bunker. Help me out. So I told her to come with. And after Veronica did some convincing to these people in this place, um, the elder bloke says, okay, help me and I'll help you. Right? So, I'll do, I'll, right, fine, I'll do your little job and then just give you what I want. Yeah. I says, right, I want you to go out and find three missing patrols of my people that are out there. It says that, yeah, it says that during my own, um, during my own, my actual playthrough, I'd actually already come across one. I just didn't realise it. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. You, I, I think I did that a couple of times. So I thought, great, that's one less thing to do. And I go to the markers, and I have to go down into, like, one of these markers, and I have to go down into, like, this open-cast mine kind of place. And at the Mm. bottom, I am greeted by centaurs, which are these weird, blocked creature things on legs. Yeah, Yeah, it's like with human heads and torsos with big tongs, and they're a bit odd. It's like something you see out of 
Resident Evil or something. Very odd. Uh, but I managed to kill them, and I find these skeletons in the bottom of this pit thing, right? And I've got to collect holotapes from them. Mm, yes, yeah. That's what I've got to do. So, I've, so I collect this holotape from this thing. That right, I'll, I'll, I'll leave. And then the last one is far north of the map. And I go there, and I am walking towards it, and I come across this bloke on a road. And he stops me, and he tells me that just up the road, artillery fire is bombarding this town. But I need to get in there, because that's where my last thing is. Mm. And he's, he says, right, for, for a few uh, caps, I'll tell you how to get around it. And he gives me some advice about sticking to the northwest side or something like that. Didn't work. So I just legged it straight in there. I'm getting bombarded by this artillery fire because there's an air force base near me, and that's where it's, the fire's coming from. And I managed to survive it just about, and then I leg it back out. Right. So I thought, right, I've done, I've done the job. Right, I'll return back to Spider-Man. So I went back to him, gave him his old tapes, told him that his po- patrol, his, his um, his patrols were dead. Right. Here's your old tapes. Give me my training, please. And I went, ooh, well, you did that so well. Perhaps you could help me with something else. And this, yeah. this thing with the game. This is classic, uh, yeah. yeah. Classic RPG. So I, thought, <laughs> I thought, for crying out loud, now what? So, right, I've got three scouts out there. I want you to go find them, uh, get their reports from them, and then return that info back to me. It's like, all right, off I trudge yet again. So I go out into the wilderness to find these Muppets and... They couldn't be in normal places, could they? They've got they're, they're in like located on these like rocky outcrops and bowls yeah. on the tops of hills and things like that. <laughs> so I have to go traipsing around these hills trying to find these people. Anyway, I found them. Went back to Peter Parker. Said, right, there you go. I've done my bit. Training now, please. No, there's something else you got to do. And he's like, our air filtration system in our bunker, it's on. It's a bit knackered. If only I knew someone who could get the parts we need to fix it. RPG 101, isn't it? So I thought, right, it's going to be muggins here, isn't it? So, because video games and everything has to be done in threes, because I've, I've yeah. just gone to three scouts, three scouts, three patrols I had to go for. Now, he wants me to go into three vaults, right, Oof. to retrieve these items. Three yeah. vaults. And these so, vaults aren't short. <laughs> no. So, so first he wants me to go to. So first I went to Vault Twenty Two, right? And then this vault covers four floors. Okay. And thankfully I had the skill to fix the elevator. So I did. Oh, that. good. Yeah. So I didn't have to prat about going up and down the stairs and all that, right? But in here the plants. Is there's a big focus on plants in this one, and they come alive with like these green goblin things. Yeah, I remember these, yeah. Talking about it. Yes, it's... Yeah, so eventually I found these filter things he wanted, tucked away in a random room deep in the place, in the corner, in in a locker, in a dark corner of a room. It's so difficult trying to locate anything indoors in this game. It really is. It can be, yeah. you you got to... Do you know how to use your flashlight and your pit-boy? No, I didn't know that was a thing. Flashlight, yeah. pit boy, how? Uh, if I recall, I think the button they use to open the pit boy, I think you just need to hold it and it'll. It, oh, right. it, 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 it doesn't do a flash. To open it. 
not circle. The, the, I'll play next one. Try and... The other one. B. Yes. So if you hold it, it's uh, it's not a flashlight forward. It's more like a flashlight around. Okay. Um, it's not a traditional flashlight, but it's it's better than nothing. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I I took to just whacking the brights up of the game. Just, just <laughs> cave, caves, mines, indoors. They are dark. They really are. Oh, you, you can. It's very easy to get lost. But anyway, so I, I managed to find these uh the, these filter things are after. So next, I'm off to Vault 11, right? And this was a confusing place. These went, the stairs went up and down all over the place, and I didn't know where I was going. But this one was full of ghouls, which are basically just like zombies, basically. And they let out this hideous mm. shriek sound. Oh yeah. And eventually, I come to a bit where there's water flooding the lower level, right? So I'm like, this thing's going to be underwater, isn't it? It just sits, isn't it? This, this, this is what it's all leading to. I could tell. So I dive down. I look around some stuff that way there. Sure enough, I found this thing I was after. So I turned around and then started panicking as I noticed my oxygen level going down, and I kept swimming <laughs> into walls. By accident, so like, but I found my way back out. So right, okay, done that. Made my way back up through the labyrinth back to the surface. Yeah, right. I've got one more vault to go to. Vault three. Okay. So I fight, so I fight my way through a bunch of fiends. They just, I don't know how to describe the fiends. They seem, they seem a bit like cannibals, but I don't know if they are cannibals. They're very weird. But anyway, they're not very nice. No. But I, I'm outside this vault and I just wreck all these fiends that are outside it. It's quite funny actually. And then I, I just walk into, this is just a control panel to get into this vault. And it turns out this vault is held by the fiends. Like they're living in there. Ah. So I walk through the door, and then a woman fiend at the start is just like, "What are you doing here? What's your business?" So I, I you know, because I've got good talky skill, I managed to get right to convince her that I'm here to meet the head honcho who's in there mm. somewhere. So I go in there, and little did she know of the massacre I've just committed to her people outside. But <laughs> but now I have free reign of this vault so it's great uh so i walk around through to the back and all that and i meet this head on bloke who i didn't have any interest of actually meeting i didn't care i just wanted these things to get and to get out but i went up had a chat with him anyway and for some reason he seemed to think i was some sort of drug dealer <laughs> don't know why he was he was wanting drugs from me for some reason so i just like smiled and nodded and <laughs> played the part saying yeah i'll go get your drugs and then i just looked in his locker in his room and just picked up the things i need and just left so <laughs> i was done with that it's like right back to this dude i've got all your things now i'll sort you out oh just one more thing one you more can, yeah you can't be, so oh, I, I said right can i become a, a member of the brotherhood he seems to be going that way i've done enough stuff for him surely says, you can't become a member of the Brotherhood unless you commit one heroic act for us. It's like, excuse me? What about all the stuff I've just done? Was that not all heroic enough for you? Like, I've just been into three vaults with these things that are trying to kill me. That's not heroic to save all your lives. But anyway. So then he sends me to a place called Black Mountain. So he says, right, go and install this transmitter 
on this radio tower thing. It's like, oh, right, yeah. I go, I turn up, and I'm met by these things called the Nightkin, which are like big blue brutes kind of things. And they can, and they've got stealth, so they can turn invisible, right? And so they just, a couple of them just start charging at me with big, massive hammers. But I managed to put them down. I'm like, great, okay. I walk a bit further, and there's a fenced-off area where this radio, the building and transmitter thing is. I walk in, and I notice there's one of these Nightkins on the radio tower with a rocket launcher. I turn and look at him. He just fires one directly at me. Blows me to smithereens. I'm done. Right? I'm dead. <laughs> right. So I'm like, okay. Yeah, this sounds like new bags. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, fine. I reload. Uh, I go, since I know he's there, I managed to pop him off from a distance. And then there's a random little interlude with uh, one of these Nightkin, who, I can't remember the name. Is it Tabitha? But they're dressed yeah. up like an old lady who, you know, and she's a bit, or he, she's a bit screwed in the head. She's a bit odd. Yeah, a little bit of shoes. Yeah. <laughs> and they wanted me to fix their robot, which I managed to do. I fixed the robot and then they just walked off. I'm like, fine. I've, I've done your little bit as well. But I seem to be helping all the people I don't want to help, but fine. Um, that convinced the doctor to attack me. So, did my thing, planted, went into the building, planted the transmitter, went back to the dude in the bunker. It said, I was preparing to rage at this point. Like, Give me the thing I want. And thankfully he did. He said, there, right. I'm going to give you, they gave, they gave me some like average power armor, but importantly, they gave me the power armor training. Like, yes, yeah. now I can go and get the suit because it was separated because you could get the helmet and the suit, right? Yeah. So I've got to go. Little did I know what was about to happen. So. Oh God, yeah. So, I think I know where this is going. Yes. So I have to get it. I'm on the internet. Where do I find remnant power suit? They said, right, I have to go to a place called the Cliffside Prospector Camp. Okay. Like, right, so you've got to walk along this path from this place. You see some of these gecko creatures, kill them, and then you've got to shimmy down a cliff, swim across the river, and go up a slope. Right. So I do that. I go and across the river. And suddenly, death claws come barreling down the hill towards me. Now, as I say, I've not played Fallout before. Yeah. But even I know what death claws are. I've even heard of them. And death I know they're, the worst they're not to be trifled with. <laughs> no. And I have to say, there was probably about a dozen of them. We just got. So I started trying to cheese it where's, by like. Where's the nest? <laughs> yeah, by like backing in and out of the water. And some of them were leaping <laughs> towards me. And I thought, right, okay. I, 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 so I put on this, um, I put on a YouTube guide of like how to get around this place. And this guy pulls out a minigun. And I'm like, where'd you get that from? <laughs> where'd you get this minigun from? And he just blitzes through and I'm like, I guess I'm going to have to go find this minigun now. It's like, okay, <laughs> I'll turn around and go away. So I, I go to this place called the Devil's Throw, and it's a massive crater, right? Yeah. And it's got radiated water at the bottom, and this is surrounded by centaurs, the blobby things I saw earlier, right? And there's a broken down truck in there, and in the back of the truck is this minigun. It's called the Avenger, right? Mm-hmm. So, 
I went there, I, I killed the centaurs from distance, and I managed to collect the minigun. It was actually fairly easy, surprisingly. Right? So, but I can't fast travel. I couldn't fast travel back to where the death claws were. So I have to go back to that camp, walk yeah, along, make down the way. cliff, blah, 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 jump across, go across the water and all that. So I did that. And I pull out the minigun, and I start tearing through them all. And I was, as I said, I was cheesing it, going back in and out of the water and all that. Yeah. And they were jumping at me as well. Now, I think there was probably about 10 of them, death claws or things like that. So I started minigunning them, and I was running low on ammo. Right? But I managed to just pop them off. But good. It, it, it suddenly went silent with death claws, bodies strewn all over the place. I thought, right, okay, I'll move on now. So I walked up the slope, and you have to go around the top of a cliff face, round to another part. Right. And over there is a ho- another horde of Deathclaws surrounding the armor that I needed. <laughs> I thought, okay, how how do I do this then? So I went back to the video that I was watching, see what he did. He gets to the part where he's clawed around the cliff face, and suddenly he pulls out a Fat Man launcher. Oh, good old <laughs> like, Fat Man. I'm like, what's this now? What what is that what 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 is this thing you've just pulled out now? Like it's like why did you not tell me this stuff at the very beginning? So right. So I guess I've got to go and find this fat man now. So I was like, right, internet, where do I find the fat man? Go to Cottonwood Crater. So I was like, aye. So this is in the middle of an area that I've never visited before. Right? So I had to do a lot of walking around this bit. And the guide mm-hmm. said to get to this crater you can either go through a cave or you can go in through the top. I thought, right, okay. Uh, I had a brief look around and I couldn't see a cave. So I thought, right, I'll, I'll go have a walk around the top and see if I can drop down into it. Right. And I walked through like some random farmstead. And then I came to a nuclear test facility center or site. And I was just minding my own business, walking around there. And there's suddenly a massive horde of ghouls just start chasing out of me in the middle of nowhere, right? In this field. <laughs> and like, and they've got these special, like, glowy ones as well. So they're like, oh, yeah, the glowing more ones. hard. Yeah. So they're running backwards in circles, trying to shoot these hordes, right? These, these, these ghouls. And they're pretty fast. So they're getting some good swipes on me. I thought, right, okay, I could do this. I could do this. I've got some decent weapons. And I did it. I managed to put them down. Like, fine. Right. I could carry on. And I took a breather. And then I started carrying on heading towards my marker. And I come towards an airport now. I can't remember the name of the airport. But I came to an airport and it's got a large fenced off area. All right. And it's got a runway and a terminal building and the tower in there. And this airport is at the top of a cliff. And I know I've got to get onto the opposite side of this airport right well well i think i have because i've never actually been to the place that i need to go so i was i was estimating on the map where i needed to go and i believed it was on the opposite side of this airport so i thought what i'll do is i'll follow the fence round Mm -hmm. the top of the cliff and then i'll just like you know shimmy my way around the top yeah but the game's like no 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 no. you 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 can't do that the game's like no yeah that's not happening so okay so I went back towards the middle of the uh, the fence and 
the entrance, there's an entrance into the airport, which is like a, a collapsed tunnel. So I go in, like, okay, I'll just walk to the opposite side of the airport. Sure, there's going to be an exit onto the other side. Guess what? No, there wasn't. So I just walked around the entire perimeter inside the airport, trying to find an exit. There wasn't. So I had to go back out of the tunnel I'd just come out of. And I went around the opposite side of the fence towards, you know, more inland. Mm. Right? And I thought, right, when I get to that side, I'll be able to go around that side of the fence. Logic. So I got around the corner and then I carried on to the far corner. And conveniently, there was a rock face that just met the very edge of the fence. So it's like, you cannot go past this bit either. It's like, <laughs> great. I need to get over there. How do I do this now? So I thought, right. I know. Because there's a hill higher up. I'll go even higher. Smart man. So I went back up. And I'm walking towards the direction I need to go. And I see bigger hills in front of me. I thought, that's not a good sign. And then out of nowhere, these green laser things go flying past my head, followed by a barrage of missiles. And I turn, and there's about three robot things. I'd never seen oh, these before. I don't know what they were. They were, like, they were like Terminators. But they <laughs> they just annihilated me. They, was, it, they was, shot me with pinpoint accuracy for miles away. And I was there panicking, jumping against this wall. And it was, you know, it was it's invisible walls. So you just the, the game just like you're not allowed to go past here and then I just trolling. I just get yeah. I just get destroyed. So I'm dead. I reload back from the camp that that I initially started from before I went up the cliff and all that. So that was an entire waste of time. Right? Going up those hills. So I went along the, the bottom of the cliff face and eventually I found this cave that I was after. Right. And I walk in and there's this ledge above this open area. And down below are some geckos. Hmm. So I popped off of these geckos. Easy, you know, cannon fodder. Easy to do that. And I jump down and I'm about to walk through. A legendary gecko rocks up and murders me out of nowhere. <laughs> okay. He's just having the worst luck ever, Mark. It's... Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's difficult to listen to, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> To, to be honest, this sounds like like an average game of well, Fallout. To be honest. well, but then like, so obviously I start that game. I knew the gecko was there now, so I just popped him off as well. So right, done. I can get through. So I walk through the cave, and now I'm in mean, this crater. This crater where the fat man is. So there's a body lying at the bottom of this crater with the fat man. I pick it up. Like great. Now I could go back to Deathclaw Island. So fast travel back to the camp thing, down the hill, down the cliff, across the river, up the slope, blah, blah, blah. I get round to the bit where I've got to fire it, right? So I'm hiding in the cliff. I whip out the fat man. And guess what? No ammo. No ammo. Correct! There's no ammo in it! <laughs> <laughs> so, like, right. Internet. Did you where do you find... No, I... It, looking back on it, it was a rookie mistake. But, <laughs> where but, yeah. do you find mini nukes? Yeah, so internet. <laughs> where to find mini nukes? New base. It's like right, okay, you've got to go to a place called Camp Searchlight. 
And this is a town that's completely completely radiated. It's like the air is green. Basically. Mm. So I get so I'm get, yeah. So I'm getting chased by this around this town by some ghouls, because they live there as well. And meanwhile, I'm <laughs> popping major amounts of Radaway and Red X and things like that. <laughs> to stay away like radiation poisoning. And I work my way to this church and I go down into this onto this hatch, and sure enough, on this desk is two mini dukes. A whole two. Lucky me. Right. So I thought, now we're cooking. So back to Deathclaw Island. So oh, you, down you, the missed a, you, you missed a trick there as well. I, th- I, I don't want to know. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll not tell you then. I'll go on. I always go back. I think you might need a certain perk for it. Uh, have you got, um, you know, when you're making your character, there's um there's a perk in there. I think it's like the Wonder... Wonderland... What about the wild wasteland? Wild wasteland. No, I haven't. Ah, right. I'm gonna say if you, if you do that, you get some like strange things that happen in certain places. I think I don't know if you need it for this, but in that I think in that church, I think I don't know if you need the perking or not. But if you don't, there is a, a nod to um, Monty Python, I think, because you can get holy hand grenades in there. Oh, nice. <laughs> so. Current, sorry. So, so yeah, I've I've got my mini nukes now. I've got, I've got two mini nukes. So, back to the camp, down the cliff, across the river, up the slope. Also, I thought. I don't know how, but some death claws had respawned, or the ones that didn't exist or didn't see before on this slope. I'm like, I don't have any ammo in my mini gun anymore. Oh. So. I can't really take these out anymore. I'm like, what do I do here? What do I do here? So I, I, I'm just like sat in the water observing these death clothes for a bit, looking at their patterns. And they went wandering a bit up the slope. I thought, right, I'll go and I'll, I'll sneak up the slope. And I'll see if I can sneak my way around the corner to the top of the cliff edge. So I go. And I'm just turning around onto the cliff edge. And one spots me. Because of course it did. Of course it did. So it starts chasing me over these rock, this bunch of rocks at the top of this cliff. <laughs> and quite funnily, it actually ended up falling off the cliff, which was which was great for me. <laughs> right. So I get to the place where I needed to fire this fat man. And I saved the game. As I knew, this may take me a few attempts. Right. And I managed to nuke the group. So there was a group of about like 10 death laws. So I managed to nuke them. And I thought, right, I'll go and get my prize now. And there it was. Lying there. The remnant power armor suit. So I picked it up. I put it on. Success. And then I turn. And there's one death claw still there. And it comes babbling towards me. Jumps at me. Swipes at me. Right? Thankfully it doesn't kill me. Because I would have been especially angry if it had. But it battered me. And I managed to kill it. I just got some shots off. I managed to put it there. But in the ensuing chaos, it had damaged my helmet to the point that I couldn't use it. Uh. Right. So I wasn't happy about that. Okay. It says, this item is too damaged and cannot be worn. So I went through all that and I can't use this bloody helmet now. Right. <laughs> And then I looked at the condition of the suit that I was wearing. 
It was 20%. Or around that, anyway. I thought, right, okay. I know you can get repair jobs. You know, I know there's people in the wastelands who can fix things up. So I thought, okay. My final act is I'll go and I'll get them to repair my suits. So I went to the Mojave outpost because I knew there was a repair guy there. It's like, here, fix my things. Here's my here's my helmet. Please fix. That'll be five thousand credits, please. What? <laughs> How much? Five thousand credits? I don't have that account. I, I don't have that. What? Caps. Yeah, caps. Yes, I don't oh, no, have I'm, that. I've been annoying. <laughs> I, 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 oh, I, 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 I was lost for words. So I'd, I'd been through all that to achieve a helmet I couldn't use and a suit with such like, with, with 20%. And that was it. And that was my life. So I put the pad down and I sat there for about what felt like an eternity, just staring blankly into space, just thinking, what have I done with my entire day? Because that, that literally lasted all day. I was doing that from about 9am to about 5 well, oh, I, <laughs> and I thought, and I, I just, I, I just, I was in despair and anger, and that's, you know, that, and that's what I told you about when we, because we played FIFA later that night, <laughs> and the, yeah. this is the despair that I was feeling, because I mentioned this to briefly to Nath, that oh, I was yeah. a bit annoyed at a game, <laughs> and this was what it was. Oh. So there you go. Apart from that, I'm really enjoying the game. But that, Are you sure? that story of doing that, oh my God, that is, I could, uh, I've lost for words. I, I just wish you'd have streamed it. It'd have been fantastic. Yeah, to watch. yeah it would have been hilarious, yeah. wouldn't it? <laughs> but you should, you should have started your like YouTube series, like day yeah. one in the Mojave. <laughs> I probably should have. But no, it is a fantastic game. Outside of that. But, oh, absolutely! It's definitely my favourite Fallout. But I've only scratched the surface because I'm, I'm I'm just getting pulled into all these side quests and things like that. I'm saying, I'm, I'm like, surprised you didn't, you didn't start doing some of the side quests for um, Veronica because she's heavily linked to the Brotherhood of Steel as well. I think I might have done. I can't remember. You, you might. I've, you, I've you, do some, you do some quests, stuff, and then you get to a point where you have to make like decision between like her or like this the brother of steel but no i'm sure that's going to last me up until the next pod because i know i've got so much of the main story still to do and this is the, it's the thing about this game you just get drawn into other things don't you it's just yeah you meet one person oh go here oh there's another person here oh tell me about your life oh oh you want to send me go and do that thing all right i'll go and do that thing and then you just completely forget about the story there you go. That's why I love Bethesda games, though. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I am. I'm, I'm loving it. I can understand why everybody seems to love it. We'll see how that goes. It can't get any worse than that. What I've just had there. So I'll take. Oh, I imagine it can. Well, we shall see. We shall see. So go on, Nath. What you been playing? So I'll start with something I purchased because. I inducted a new handheld into my family of consoles. So this is the last thing that I think I thought I'd be buying. But I got a Steam Deck. 
I'm having. I was going to say, why did you make the purchase? Because the Steam Summer Sale was on and there was up to 20% off Steam decks. And it's the first time I've ever seen them being on offer. And I know when they first came out roughly a year ago that they were notoriously hard to get hold of. And there was like mm-hmm. months, you had to wait months on a waiting list. And I thought to myself, let's just give it a go. Because th- there are there are actually some games on Steam that I want to play that I've not been able to play. So I thought there's a few games there that I can get and Obviously, I can take it with me. I've got my Switch, but obviously some games that I can't play, so that will kind of fill the gaps. So, But I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. So what I did was I went for the 64-gig version and upgraded it to a 512-gigabyte option. So I did the upgrade myself, so I followed a YouTube tutorial, and it took me about an hour, an hour and a half to do, but... Beats paying an extra 150 quid or whatever it would be for the 512 model. So, yeah. And I did it successfully. Did not break it. So, yeah, happy with that. Yeah, that would have been an expensive mistake. I, I was watching this video and it said, right, you need to ground yourself, you know, for static electricity. Because if you touch it, it can fry the internals. I'm like, oh, no, what shall I do? And I went outside and I just grabbed my washing line um, <laughs> just to make sure. As you grounded. do. Not not like the string bit, but the metal bit that goes to the ground. Just the string bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just to confirm that bit. But but yeah, I did that. And I've I've also tried to flash Windows onto it, what feels like 17 times, and it's not gone too well. So hopefully I can do that soon because I'm wanting to install like the Epic game library on there as well and a few emulators and things just so I can use it for other stuff. But no, it, it's it's a good bit of kit to be honest. Like you, but when you switch it on, you sign to your Steam account, um, set Wi-Fi, all that kind of stuff, and then you're away. I think it only took about 15, 20 minutes to set up. So once you've got your Wi-Fi connection, downloads all the updates, you sign in, and then off you go. So, so off the back of buying that, along with my Steam Deck, I bought a few games. So the first one that I got was Beast Battle Simulator. Now, this is a sim game uh, where you can pit dinosaurs, animals, humans against each other. And nice. you can like, yeah. Um, and I went through a phase of watching a ton of these videos on YouTube, and it was hilarious. It, it was like five megalodons versus a pterodactyl. Just absolutely insane stuff like that. Or <laughs> three antelopes with laser beams versus a triceratops. And I was like, I have got to play this when I get a machine that can is capable of playing Steam games. So that was like the first thing that I downloaded. So should be good for betting this. <laughs> that's it. Who's going to win, the Megalodon or two Velociraptors? <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I'm having an absolute blast with it. Now the game itself, when it first loads, it prompts what looks like a Windows 98 screen, and I decided to look into this because I thought it can't be that old. And it turns out the game was released on the 22nd of February, 2018. So it's a lot newer than I thought it was. Because I did bring my Steam Deck into work, I think it was on Thursday. And I showed, I think I showed you, Matt, that little box that came up. And it looked like it was from an old Windows 98 machine. So maybe it was just an aesthetic choice that they wanted to go for. But 
Yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it, though. So there's a few different modes to it. So there's different challenges you can do. So, for example, it'll say you're being attacked by 20 penguins. Stop them. So you get like two thousand dollars you can use to buy other creatures. And for example, what I did with that, I just bought as many velociraptors as I could. And they were absolutely crunching the heck out of these penguins. Um, <laughs> but there's there's one there's one challenge that I'm stuck on at the minute. So it's a T-Rex and you've got 18 pigs. And what you've got to do is fit laser beams and cannons onto the pigs to attack the T-Rex. And yeah, I'm, I'm fairly miserably at that one at the minute. So hopefully I will to get that one done soon. But it's just absolutely insane stuff like that. Or it could be like you've got a pile of boxes and you need to kind of build a team that can knock the boxes down without killing themselves when the boxes fall. Um, but oh, it's, it is really good, like the different challenges and imagination they put into it. But I like playing this, uh, this, this like football mini game. So if you choose a football pitch, it basically plays out as you can set up two different teams of um, basically animals and humans, and they play on this football pitch. And first to three goals wins. Now, one thing I've found playing this game, phoenixes are absolutely OP because what they'll do is they'll grab the ball and fly it into the air so none of the other creatures can hold the ball. And then they'll just drop it and then just tap it in. But, yeah, that's absolutely insane. And then there's obviously just the, the normal. You've basically built two different teams, let them fight it out and see who wins. Um, and just look at the carnage as these creatures absolutely decimate each other. But there's there's different classes of human and there's one called I think it's like a mage or something like that. And they basically rain down meteorites and absolutely just blow the entire field up. Or they're not fast enough to do that and they just get took out by the smallest little dinosaur. But swings and roundabouts. But I'm having I am having a really good time with that game. That's the game that I've played the most just working on different combinations and just having an absolute blast with it. Um, one of the best five pounds I've ever spent, I think. Love that it. reminds me of um, Totally Accurate Battle Simulator. Mm. Yeah. Which I've got. I think it is similar vein. Yeah. yeah. Do like that. Yeah. Good, good fun. Um, now, in the last podcast, I mentioned that I've been playing Fortnite, but the Only Up edition. So, Only Up is a Steam game. And I actually decided to buy the proper one to give it a go. And uh, I don't know about how it runs normally, but on the Steam Deck, it's not great. Now, it runs at about what feels like 6 FPS. And the controls are not fantastic. So on the on the Steam Deck, there's two ways of controlling. So you've got the analog stick there, and they've also got these little touch options now it seems better with the touch option than the analog stick but it's still very choppy and with a game like that that focuses on the platforming side of it and you need to be very accurate with the jumps it's just impossible to play so i'm hoping eventually there'll be some sort of patch or something to improve it but right now i've i've played for it i played it for about five minutes and i've just left it because there's no way i can i can do it as it is now anyway so We'll wait and hopefully that one will get sorted. Now, other than the Steam Deck, I've 
been playing a bit of FIFA, as always, and I decided to set up a career mode um, for Joking Dolphin. So I did the same thing last year, but I decided to do another one because I finished my 15-year career with Sheffield Wednesday. So I decided to set myself a new challenge, raising the Joking Dolphin from League Two all the way to Champions League glory. So that's the aim right now. So what I did, I booted Bradford out of the Football League. So we replaced Bradford in League Two. Um, I've got a ho- I had a half-star team and then a million-pound budget to spend, and then. I went on my journey. So I've completed one full season so far. We got promoted our lead to as champions. Hey. Um, we actually got to the FA Cup final as well, but lost to West Ham, unfortunately. But on the way on the way to get into the final, we beat Everton and Liverpool, which both Scouts. We, we beat them both in extra time because we managed to get a fairly commanding lead. They brought it back to 3-3 on both occasions, and then we got an extra couple of goals. We just had too much for them. So, yeah. But I have got a bit of an OP team for the league, for the league I mean, because I've got promoted to League One now. And I've got a couple of 80-rated midfielders that I've got from, like, the free transfers. I don't know why they've joined my team, but I chucked them about 15 grand a week, which is pretty good money for League One. So... But yeah, at the minute, tearing that up. Top at league at the minute. Though we did lose to Wigan, which was quite annoying. But How'd anyway. you let that happen? I don't know. I didn't let it happen. It just happened. <laughs> <laughs> How could but, you? Yeah. But I'm hoping we can win the Johnston's paint. No, it's not Johnston's paint trophy anymore, is it? The Papa John's. pizza cup. Papa John's, that's it. <laughs> I'm hoping we can win the Papa John's Trophy before we get promoted to the Championship. So we well, get the, that. Other pizza companies are available. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, been um, playing a few, oh, I say a few games, I've been playing a lot of that. And uh, yeah, having a good time with it. Now, the last game that I've been playing is Dead Island 2 that I alluded to in the last podcast. Now, I've still not completed it yet, but I, I do want to talk about it. And I'm so close to the end, it's it's so annoying. But anyway, we'll get there. So just a bit about the game. So this is set 15 years after the events of the first Dead Island game. And the US military has been forced to put Los Angeles under quarantine because of a new stronger zombie outbreak, as they do. And basically, um, the game starts with a cutscene and you're on a plane and it basically shows you a few different characters and then the plane's about to crash. And then at that stage, you get to choose what character you want. Now, I thought to myself, I, I checked a few of the characters and I thought I'll choose Ryan, this guy, because um, I thought he's a firefighter. He's going to be strong. His stats are pretty central, so he's not really good at anything in particular, but I think he'll be a pretty good character to play as. Now, subsequently to picking Brian, I found out he was actually a firefighter-themed stripper instead of a firefighter. <laughs> so, yeah, you, knew. Been... you knew. You <laughs> knew. <laughs> I didn't. I just thought it were both. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, anyway, so I've got Ryan as, as my guy. So basically in, in the game, um, there's this actress called, called Emma Jaunt, who you save um, from a zombie um, as they get out of the plane. 
and you meet them at their house, which is like the hub area um, in Beverly Hills. And then from there, you basically cut your way through Hollywood um, and take out as many zombies as you can along the way. You can sneak past them as well. Um, but there's different sections. So you can go to Santa Monica, you can go to Bel Air, Beverly Hills, you can go to Hollywood Boulevard, um, Venice Beach. And then as you go through these places, there's also bosses that you can fight as well. So quite early on in the game, you'll find yourself going to this hotel and you've got to fight your way through this hotel. And eventually you'll get into um, this like, not really gymnasium, but this like function room where a wedding happened. And you end up fighting this roided up bride. Honestly, she was hench, even hencher than Ryan. But that was difficult because if she grabbed you, you were pretty much done. And other zombies like fall, fell through all these like the ceiling and stuff. So you had all that to contend with. And that's probably one of the most difficult things that the bosses that come along every now and again. Now, the second boss is in a film studio. And this one was where you wouldn't like this, to be honest, Matt, because there's this spider that like, spits acid and you can okay. use that as like a mechanism um to try and attack the the like the acid spitting zombie and um, to like melt it away but that one was difficult at that point i got killed by that one about four times and i decided i've never done this on a game before but i decided to put my lobby on open so anyone could join my game and I were like wandering around for ages, like, please, somebody just come into my game so you can help me because I need I just need help. I need to need to get this done so I can carry on. But, but nobody ever came. And I decided to just give it another Slowly. go. And <laughs> yeah, that's me. And as they say, fifth time lucky, I <laughs> managed to do it. So hey, hey. that was good. But I, I didn't. What I did, I focused on the main guy and it killed him. And then I cleaned up all the other zombies that were moseying around afterwards because I think I tried to get rid of the horde first. And then I started getting killed by the acid spitting zombie where I should have really focused on them first, got them out of the way, and then kind of divided and conquer on the other guys. But yeah, got there. Wait, so do you not end up like fighting the spider? No, the spider is a it's a prop that you can activate using a control panel, and you can get it to like spit acid and stuff to aid you. So, oh, that's strange. Okay. Yeah. So the spider is not your enemy, Matt. It's a friend. I mean, mm. <laughs> it's always my enemy. But yeah, um, yeah. and then there's um, there's also a, a boss, and it's just basically when you go to Venice Beach, there's this roided out dude that's got an absolute crap ton of health, and it took me nearly all my ammo, all my best weapons to try and take it take him down. Oh, and that's that's one thing actually. In terms of the weapons, there's tons of stuff you can get, and you can upgrade it as well. So you can get bats, um, you can get um, like pipes and stuff, knives, um, golf clubs, and you can like fit electric things onto them so that they electrocute uh, the zombies. Um, you can fit guns onto them as well, and you get guns eventually as well, which makes it a lot easier for crowd control. But 
it is an absolutely fantastic zombie game, honestly. I'm not saying this because I'm stuck, but get it so that you can help me. <laughs> because I've I've got to a bit now where I'm in this army base and there is just too many zombies coming at me to to manage. And I've tried all that I can. I've blown up like I've blown up these like explosives to try and get through them. I've used all the health buffs I can. I've leveled up my weapons as much as I can. I've yeah, and there's nothing else that I feel that I can do for the minute. So and I, I need someone to help me on this one because yeah, I might have tried the acid spitting zombie one five times, but I've tried 14 times to deal with this horde, and each time that probably takes between five and I'd say 15 minutes. So it, it does take a lot of time. I must have put about four hours in to try and do this one bit. And I just can't get through it. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I've taken some time away from the game so that it's, it's not as raw now. But I, I might give it one more try. Now I've, now I've had a chance to let it sink in a bit. I might, I might just look on YouTube and just see how somebody else did it because I've been trying to stay off of that because I don't want to like see any spoilers or anything because yeah. the story is very surface level and it's well very Hollywood as the place that you're fighting through but it's it's good fun it's it's a it's a really fun game but there are bottlenecks in there that make it a bit difficult but yeah um, yeah that's what I've been playing. And quite an extraordinary what we've been playing that all was. <laughs> so if you enjoyed listening to us, please consider tuning in next time. We release bi-weekly on Tuesdays. You can visit our website at jokingdolphin.com. Also feel free to follow us on all social media platforms to continue the conversation. You can find Joking Dolphin on YouTube and Facebook, as well as on Instagram and Twitter at Joking Dolphin. Until next time, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Ta-ra. Toodles.